Hello and welcome to We Will Talk About It, the Supernatural Rewatch podcast where we watch one episode every week, spoiler free. I'm Megan. I'm Kat. And this week we are watching season one, episode 19, Provenant. I'm not going to say it, Mm. but I didn't forget about this episode, Okay, but I thought this was like season three. Obviously not. No. (laughs) But I do remember this episode because what happens in this episode is why I don't want children. I feel like what happened in this episode uh, doesn't tend to happen in the real world. Yeah, yeah, correct. I think Uh, it's more what we find out. I mean, we will talk about it. We will talk about it. But I'll I'll bring it up. So um, everyone just pop a pin in it. I'll flag it when we Mm. get there. All right. When we get to that particular part of the track, I'll be like, hey, I'm going to pause here for a second. Yeah. This is why. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll roll with it. But yeah, this is a really good episode. I, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, so we've got Phil Segresha back on board directing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, David Ehrman is writing it, yep. who don't think wrote any other episodes, but yeah, he only wrote this one. Um, but Phil Segresha has been- Prominent. Has, dec- has decorated, has directed a couple of episodes mm. at this point. But before we dive into it, I think we- I want to give a bit of a wreck for another podcast that we think you oh, should yes. listen to. Sorry, guys. It's been a while because we're in Australia. And yes. We've, we've, we're not in Sydney. We're not in no, South no, Wales. No. We're, in, we're, in, we're, in, we're in Brisbane. Um, but Which is Queensland. We have just come out of an, Lock- a lockdown. Hence why we've been a bit patchy because yes. we've been trying to navig- navigate the waters, you know, yes. of what's happening around us and doing the right thing. Yeah. And if anyone's listening to this podcast in like five years time and is like, well, remember when we had to keep going back into lockdown because of COVID? Um, yeah, that's our life. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, we're out of COVID. We're out of lockdown now, but it was a pretty um, hard lockdown for us, which. Yes. Um, our first, our probably our first one that's been extended. Yes. Our first one that's been extended. Our first one that was kind of, we couldn't have people in our house at mm, all. We at had to all. stay kind of in our sort of council areas. Yep. Uh, so. Ten, 10 kilometers. I don't know the. Miles. Who miles. Knows. Uh, we don't probably some weird conversion where it's like 6.75258 Divided miles. by two plus two cousins. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. don't, understand, <laughs> I don't understand metric. Uh, wait, we are the metric. We're, we're metric. What's the other one? I don't know that it has a name okay. because it doesn't have because metric is like 10 yeah because everything's in tens. tens yeah i don't know what it is <laughs> wow someone's gonna sorry guys yeah, um, <laughs> our podcast our new podcast shout out friends will probably tell us yes and i'll be here for it yes please don't read me to filth anyway yes so we this is i guess mildly spoilery because we're talking about an actor who hasn't been in the show yet mm-hmm. won't be in the show for a couple of seasons yep but we're not going to talk about their character, I guess. No, we're going to so, talk about the actor, 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 rather than the the actual character. Character. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to put a spoiler. I guess if you really don't want to know, you can skip. Just skip ahead. We'll we'll put some. We'll put a we'll put a thing. We'll put a thing. But we'll like, it's thing. not it's not like the last time where we were like really diving into lots of spoilery territory. Yeah. But I think it's worth mentioning because obviously we've mm-hmm. talked a bunch of times about Aaron Menke, mm-hmm. who does the incredible podcast Law, oh, as voice. well as a bunch of other podcasts that mm. are incredible. And this is his first fictional podcast. It's called Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does star Misha Collins, who is an actor we will talk about later. Oh, yes, we will. At length. And I started listening. Have you started listening yet? I haven't started listening mm-hmm. yet. I, see, I'm one of those people, mm-hmm. plot twist, I'm a binger. Mm-hmm. So... And I'm also uh, Johnny Come Lately to a party. Yes. So I like to, I'm waiting for a couple episodes to bank. Mm-hmm. So then when my partner is out doing whatever he does in mm-hmm. his free recreational time, you know, whatever, yep. I'm going to sit in the lounge room and just be like this, I'm going to, I'm going to have a full visual moment mm-hmm. and just be like, 
I'm in the room and I'm not drooling. Yeah. So is it great? It's it's really good. <gasps> it's really good. What I will say in kind of the vibe of it, and I'm not I don't want to give too much away because I think it's really fun to kind of go in and you can obviously read the description of it if you just go to their like Instagram or yeah. Twitter or whatever. Um I think if you go to grimandmild.com, so that's yeah. grim and mild com that is the production company that Aaron Menke has and that's where you can find all of the podcasts that are kind of on his docket so it's on there it's called Bridgewater the vibe that he, I get from it it's a little bit Twin Peaks Ooh. it's also and this is a bit more specifically an Australian reference um, and it's a little bit or it gives me a little bit of vibes of Picnic at Hanging Rock the, the movie and yes! the book, not necessarily the TV series oh my god I love that movie just in terms just just in terms of kind of it's not that kind of really kind of floaty, unrealistic. Like if you haven't seen the movie Picnic at Hanging Rot um, by Peter Weir, it's from the 70s and it's very kind of, it's a very Australian movie in terms oh, of yeah. this kind of dreamlike quality it has and it's a little bit mm. fantasy, which is in a lot of Australian cinema. Oh, yeah, um, so it's not, quite, it's not quite that, but it does that kind of element of like people just like wandering off into the woods and not being seen again and that sort of thing but then it's also got that kind of twin peaksy like pacific northwest like mm. there's something in the forest kind of vibe so yeah mm. i really enjoy it um the i've listened to the first two episodes i would definitely recommend it if you like spooky spooky things if you like audio dramas if you mm. like aaron menke mm. we obviously love aaron menke <laughs> with all our heart he is <laughs> a sweet baby angle and yeah. Did you say angle? Yes. Sorry. It's- Sorry. I was like- <laughs> and yes, I did say sweet baby angle. It's simultaneously kind of an in-joke for a podcast, My Favourite Murder. And it's oh. also a little bit of a reference to Trixie and Cartier, who are two drag queens that we love. Mm, yes, yes, yes. All right. Should we get into this? Let's get into this episode. So we open, we're in kind of upstate New York, I guess. The New York, the state, not New York, the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got some attractive rich people mm. buying a ugly painting because I got drunk at a estate sale. He was also wearing a very ugly bow tie. So, I mean, it yeah. fucking tracks, but also the house. Yes. So I do think that this – oh, it was a charity auction, sorry, not an estate sale. But I do think that's kind of funny. Many, many moon, moons ago, um, I did work at the Trash and Treasure for my primary school fair when I was a teenager. Yep. Um, for anyone who – I guess Trash and Treasure might be a uniquely Australian thing, but it's kind of like everyone brings in – you know, like a boot sale, like a boot, boot sale, sale, or like, like a, a um, what's it called? Oh, like a garage sale, yeah, garage but it's on like sale. a big scale, and it you know it's to raise money yeah. for like the school. And I ran the record booth because we used to. This was kind of before records were cool all over again, mm. and so we used to get a lot of really good records in, like original pressings of Dark Side of the Moon and stuff like that. Wow! But that year was the first year that they decided to have a beer garden at the fair. Um, and this couple came up, these parents, obviously of kids at the school and bought an entire box of classical music records because they were wasted and they thought it was so funny that they had given me 50 bucks for like Chopin and Handel and like Mozart and Beethoven. (laughs) Chopin. (laughs) So, yeah, so they came and they they bought a whole bunch of classical records. (laughs) I just love it. And this was before record players were like cool again. Like this was the like early – this was probably around when this episode came out. And so relatable content, obviously on a slightly lower scale than how much they probably paid for this. yeah. Okay. terrifying painting very creepy that they're, they're drunk and being sexy which not around a very very 
Unsettling. Unsettling painting. painting. So they decide to go to bed to fuck, essentially. Yeah, I was going to They get real horny. Um, real, uh, because they bought a painting. and but like, I think because they were drunk. Oh, look, yeah, and they're probably laughing at the fact that they bought some families. Some stupid, stupid painting. Some stupid painting that was probably some stupid amount. Yes. And so this bit I didn't really like. I don't think it was particularly effective. It's not very scary because you just see, like, what we presume is the father figure in the painting and is like he's just moving in the painting. Uh, yeah, I mean. I prefer the, like, look away, look back, and it's moved in terms of, like, getting that, like, <gasps> shock factor. Yeah. Um, And I feel like this was, like, a little anticlimactic because you just see this painting move. Yeah, look, I'm I'm with you on that one. And I mean, also, I think for me, the scary thing is like, why is this father just really like glaring at the daughter? Like that was for me, that was more the not scary, but the more intense parts. Like yeah. when you see portraits, especially from a certain era, they are facing forward and they look like they're it's a prison photo or like yeah. a passport photo. But this intense of just like who would like when I saw this today because I watched this episode today, mm. my brain's like, why would an artist draw like what draw and paint someone staring at their child like that? Yeah, and I think that's the more like that's interesting. Like, yeah. what makes you think versus him just like shaking his head and turning kind of thing? Yeah, she goes upstairs. She gets all ready. She's in like sexy lingerie, right. carrying a single candle, also, which made lo- me laugh so hard. Also. Season one, Dark Filter is back. Yes. Because yes. I could not see a fucking thing. But I just love the idea that she didn't put any lamps on or lights on. She just had a single candle that she was dramatically carried. Yeah. And I was like, this is such a drunk, sexy idea. Oh, yeah. Where you were like, that candle that's in your bathroom that you've never lit nope. in your life because someone yep. gave it to you for Christmas and you just put it in the bathroom because it, it has some light. weird scent, like yeah. sandalwood and like vanilla. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, and no. I bet she was just like getting, like taking her makeup off or whatever. And like, and she was just like, it would be really sexy if I just like carry this candle in. And it's but like also, candle lit. That is such a drunk idea. It's such a drunk idea. <laughs> so then he comes upstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sort of, she sort of hears something at the door and then he's coming upstairs and he is sort of getting into bed and he's like, oh, turn on a light. And I then can't he, see anything. I can't yeah. see anything. But obviously she had a sexy candle. So what blew out the sexy candle? And he mm-hmm. puts his hand in something. He's like, oh, did you spill something? He turns it and turns the light on and she's had her throat slashed. Yeah, blood, blood everywhere. everywhere. It's very uh, intense and sort of a – And you don't hear her scream. No. So it must have been very quick and very sharp knife. Mm-hmm. But it's also like a very intense kind of tableau of a, of a dead person. Like yeah. it's very gory. It is very gory and she is playing dead very well. Yes, yeah, they, and they did a really good job. Again, the VFX makeup looks incredible. Oh, yeah, <laughs> especially for a season one budget. Yeah, so he walks in, he sees uh, his wife, girlfriend, whatever, is dead, and then he gets attacked by something mysterious, and then that's the cold open, and we yep. cut now to kind of a cool-looking bar. Yeah, it's a very 2000s bar. Very 2000s bar, band starting to play. I was like, this is the kind of bar that I would have oh, been yeah, going same. to yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, Dean is chatting up a girl with the bumped bumpedest of bumped fringes oh, such yeah. 2000s mm, hairdo uh-huh Loved and she's it. wearing the um the handkerchief with the uh, Monty's cross yep. cross over the over the cliff page mm-hmm. and uh he's got his uh handy dandy flip phone yeah and i love that the line is is that brandy with a y and or like, an i and i was like Bruh. i was just like <laughs> there was a moment i was just like Oh, okay. And back to being Dina Bro. I've now hopped off the Dean is fucking hot and I would do him. And I've got off the station and I've crossed over to the platform where it's 
when our bros again. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that moment I was like, um, and I love that um, Sam is always at a table by himself doing the need for pushing mm-hmm. the narrative further. Like yes. we need to find dad again and we need to meet Well, up. I don't think they're even looking for dad no, no, at this point. They're, they're like trying to find a case. That's right. They're trying to find a case, but you know, overarching, he's pushing towards the actual goal of the season. And Dean's mm-hmm. just like, fuck that noise. I'm going to have fun. Yes. And so he goes up to Sam and he's like, I think we should have some shore leave, you know, so yeah. we can. Be producers. apparently. Well, yeah. So I just want to say officially. <laughs> The pretending to be someone else in order to get sex is a form of sexual trespassing. It is certainly. Um, just mm. if you don't talk about the job that you do because you're not allowed to or it's maybe mm. something that's not very fun to discuss when you meet no, a person, then that's, that's cool. fine. That's fine. But if you're actively pretending to be something you're not in order to have sex with someone, that is a form of sexual trespassing. Dean, I'm not here for it, no, okay? No, 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 Ew. Also, so I love that when Sam's trying to – you know, call Dean over and just be like, yo, mm-hmm. come on, let's get, let's, you know, think with your upstairs brain, not your mm-hmm. weenus, get back to the table. Mm-hmm. And I love that he comes back and, you know, Sam doing the hard hitting going, hey, there's this case. And look, yep. I have to get here. And the reason why I'm, ta- I'm taking over mm-hmm. the narrative just right now is because I must talk about it for at least an hour. Okay. I'm not going to. Okay. But I might. They obviously, we've got Dad's journal still. I don't yes. know why we have it. Unclear because I realized, like, why do we have this? We have seen dad. Look, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, not important. I'm asking the questions no one, no one has ever asked or thought. Yeah. I mean, I think that dad's journal doesn't belong to dad anymore. Yeah. Like, he, now, he doesn't need it. True. He w- otherwise, he wouldn't have um, left it, it behind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very true. The fucking handwriting in that notebook mm-hmm. we see because Sam is showing Dean, like, hey, this is, we're in close to the town. No, keep going. I did say Sam, right? You're yeah, yeah. Dean. No, no, no. That's not what I'm spelling out. Get your point. News article. Mm. Hey, we're close to this town. Hey, things are like there seems to be a bit of a, a thread. No mm-hmm. one's really put together because there's been gaps in like these similar attacks. Mm-hmm. But here's dad's handwriting. His handwriting mm-hmm. is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, you knew I was going there, didn't you? Well, it's just because a certain uh, character many seasons later comments upon how beautiful John's handwriting is. So, yes, so Sam has found a case, the couple that we saw in the Mm. cold open. um, He said that there's been a lot of murders all in that same area over, you Mm. know, a really, really long time span. So Yeah, nearly, it's been only not 100 years because it starts off in, I think, like 1910, 1912, and it's 2005. So nearly 100, like 90-ish years. This has been happening not mm-hmm. every year, but just there's big chunks of time. Like I think it's like 1912, 1940 something, mm-hmm. 1970, maybe now. Yeah, there's there's not there's not a lot, but because of the ga- like the huge gaps. Yeah, no one's really pieced it together, but they are all similar in the way that they have died. Yes. So we cut to the next day. Sam is investigating the house where this occurred. Dean is nursing a hangover in the most early 2000s sunglasses that I've oh, ever yeah. seen. Aggressively well, ugly glasses. Oh, yeah. They're not speed glasses, not speed no. dealer glasses. But they're very close. They're very close. Uh, so Sam comes back and he says the house is actually completely cleared yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and we now cut to an estate sale where the belongings are being sold. But also, I love how when we get there, we're panning over very rich cars. Mm-hmm. Did you notice one of the license plates? That, what it was no. Called? He was called The Crip. Yes, actually, I do have that in my little my little the notes. Crip. I was like, holy shit, one of them, because it goes obviously very fancy, mm-hmm. you know, old antique rich cars. I say inverted commas. Mm-hmm. 
And they, and one of the license plates was the Crip. And I was yep. like, hang on. What? Yeah. So almost definitely a little bit of a reference to our, our boy, uh, yeah. Eric Kripke. Exactly. Because it's spelled not Crip as in the actual, excuse me, the actual spelling, but spelled as in like Kripke. Yeah. So with a K. With a K. Exactly. Yeah. So they go into this estate sale. Mm-hmm. Dean's obviously got the moxie turned up to 11, um, but this is not a place <laughs> where that where that works. You know, he's like grabbing something to eat. Literally what I said. Like this is the first time Dean's mm-hmm. moxie and suave and like he's, you know, magic endless bag of trickery mm-hmm. does not work. Like yeah. clearly the answer to rebuff Dean's advances mm-hmm. is money. <laughs> yeah, like- and I actually th- I was thinking about this a little more deeply and I don't think that the writer necessarily had this much of a thought process, but I do think it's kind of interesting that the kind of um, social mm. element of the fact that his moxie doesn't work here, we're in this kind of wealthy place where mm-hmm. there's lots of standards that he doesn't understand or doesn't care about. Like, mm. as I'm not sure that the writer necessarily yeah. gave that that much thought, but I did think it was very interesting that this is a place he's not naturally able to use his moxie in and not naturally mm. able to like. It's the first time I've noticed. Fig- it. Figure it like you know get people talking because this is not a world that he is comfortable in, and this isn't a world that he you know quote unquote has any right to be in yeah not maybe from his perspective but from the perspective of the people around him who are trying to tell him to get out i do like that and i feel that and again i kind of read into a little bit i'm like that's this episode like in this particular scene he is stuffing his face which is Mm -hmm. on brand for dean yes but i feel like it's an insecure like again i'm reading more and it's like it's more of an insecurity thing because he's always eating in Mm -hmm. previous where he has been eating it's kind of just been like a one-off piece yeah He's eating several million things. Yeah. So I just thought, you know, again, I think we're both reading more into it than maybe the writer gave. Like it was more definitely done as like a joke. You know, we're reading more into this, but I do think it's, you know, there's always unintentional stuff in the stuff that they do intentionally. Like they obviously wanted to play it as a bit of a joke, but like underneath that there's reasons that there's a joke. It's a joke. You know, there's reasons why it's like funny that he doesn't that he calls this guy a waiter and like all that sort of stuff i always say a joke and a lie come from a place of truth yeah exactly like like a grain and i feel like yeah it's very much the social economic play here Mm -hmm. and it's very obvious because what this old man is the the curator yeah yeah i guess creator curator he's in a very he's he's essentially a hop skip and jump from wearing tops and tails yeah exactly dean's wearing uh on brand leather jacket and he's stuffing his face asking for champagne. Yeah. Um, he says champagne. I just say champagne. Yeah. <laughs> I, it could be champagne. Probably is. But I like the word champagne better. Yeah. But it's very much, yeah. But I did, I did enjoy that he was just eating all the food. Yeah, exactly. On, on brand. Which is on brand. And we've kind of talked about that, about sort of like that was an accident on the part of Jensen yep, that became part of his kind of shtick as Dean. Yeah. So they encounter this man who Dean mistakes for a waiter and in reality is the curator or whatever you want mm-hmm. to call them of this estate sale. Um, Sam kind of takes over because, again, Sam went to Harvard, which is a, a prestigious. prestigious, incredibly fancy mm-hmm. pants university. And he maybe is a little more familiar with this world that is in, that in is, exists. Head, when he when Sam didn't use his the bag of tricks yeah he just used his knowledge of where he has mm-hmm. gone to school i feel jess came from a not a rich family mm. but she was more like above middle class yeah and i feel that 
And I mean, I guess me writing a narrative that no one asked for. But no, I'm no, I think I agree with that because I think like, I mean, we're making a lot of assumptions about America that's based on television and movies yeah, that we've watched. But I- like the impression I've always got of Harvard is that a lot of it's it's exclusive because of the price yes and it's the rare person like sam who has the ability to get in on i assume scholarships scholarship and also by being brilliant by being yeah. very you know a very edu- not educated because we'll talk about it in the we'll season yeah but a, a person who has the natural ability to be smart. Yeah, and so that's, you know, the barrier for a lot of people is the fact that it costs a lot of money. So we could be wrong about that. Wrong this about is based on, like, watching too much Legally Blonde, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. And they go and they look at a painting. I think they're actually looking at the painting from the cold open. Yep. And we meet Sarah, who is actually the daughter of the man we met in the previous scene who owns Creator? this estate Creator? place, this estate sale place. Um, and she's gorgeous. Like this actress, she is stunning. stunning. Oh yeah. She is very pretty. She also has very white teeth. Yes. I actually noticed because obviously they all have white teeth, teeth because they're professional actors and that's kind of a thing. They don't have stained brown teeth like yours truly, but like, okay. I definitely did notice the, like the smiling, obviously mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about it later in the episode where Sam and Sarah are smiling at each other. Yes. And I'm like, there's a lot of white teeth in this room. Yeah. And I got one of them. No. Like, <laughs> so it's uh, the actress is Taylor Cole. Um, so that's the actress that plays Sarah. And yeah, she's just like, she from like, she, she's so beautiful. And for the early 2000s, she doesn't have the pencil thin eyebrows, which is nice because it looks really good on her. Mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. done her makeup really beautifully. It's, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like, she's obviously wearing makeup because she's in this professional position, but it doesn't mm-hmm. look... It, Classic hairstyle as well. Yeah. It's, you know, she's wearing a low bun with some curl, like soft curls, not mm-hmm. Shirley Temple up to your eyeball curls. Yeah. It's very, it's very soft. Yes. It went soft. I will say the makeup artist did go hard and heavy on that lip gloss. Yes, but we Again. all did in 2005. Oh, yeah. It so. was very layered and I was like, this is very shiny. If, if, yeah. If it wasn't like literally sticky, it wasn't enough yeah, when, in, the, in this glad, era. <laughs> I'm glad when she was speaking, she wasn't having the tacky and you. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. So Sam, she comes downstairs, she makes some comment about the type of painting it is. And Sam kind of rebuffs her of like. And corrects her. And corrects her. But it was like, you knew that, like you were trying to test Tell me. Yep. And it's all very like kind flirty. of flirty, fun, yeah. but not educational fl- flirty. Yes. Yeah, and. Very- it's fun to see, like, because I feel like obviously originally with Meg in Scarecrow, they had this like flirty, but it was very like dangerous. Yes. Whereas this one, you could tell Sam was like with someone who was of his educational or like intelligence, and and his things? and his maybe his type like, as yeah. well, someone he would date if he was still at Harvard and oh, if he 100%. wasn't. With, oh yeah. Um, and he wasn't with Jess, so I kind of I really really liked that. Um, but then her dad turns up and kicks them out because he's like, "Yeah, you weren't on the guest list. Get the fuck out." Yeah. But obviously not saying, get out, mate. It's a, please leave. Yes, um, we're going to have to ask you to leave. leave. Um, can you please leave without making a scene? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're deciding to stay around. They're wanting to investigate. Yeah. Oh, God, this hotel um, room. This ho- this, so this is why I was watching something about it. Because this hotel, oh, this God, disco eyeballs. hotel room, um, this, this isn't the first one, but this is the start of something that carries on throughout the series. This isn't a spoiler, which is like, insane motel rooms oh, yeah. um which with like aggressive themes and in, this is very millennium it's so disco and, and i millennium. love it and millennium there's a lot of textures there's a lot yes. of 
clashing of patterns. But also, I love how they walk into that room and they just like it's obviously hurting. Disco my music is playing for one, which made me laugh. Like and generic disco music. Not, I love that the do not disturb sign is a guy doing like, it's like an Elvis. The, yeah, yeah, Elvis like. She, or, or even sorry, Saturday Night Fever uh, is Saturday what I Fever, was the reference um, I was John, John Travolta, like yep. Yep, staying alive. Um, we're busy discoing, and they just sort of go, they just collectively just go, huh? Yeah, and I'm like, oh god, this is burning my eyeballs. There's circles. There's tech. Fucking the. It was like remember the '90s, and you'd get the books with the magic eyes. It was giving me that. So can I talk about the Please hotel do, rooms because I it's actually uh, is it a real hotel room? No, so all of this is on the back lot. All of this okay, is cool, on cool, their cool, their cool. stage. But this was uh, so Jerry. I might be saying your surname wrong, and I'm so sorry, Jerry uh, Wanek or Wanek. I'm not sure. Hmm. It, I've heard other people say it in interviews, and I just don't think my Australian accent can make that sound. Yeah, cool. Um, so I, I think it's Wanek. So Jerry Wanek was the um, production designer for the 15 seasons of Supernatural. Oh, wow. So he was there from day one to the very last day. Mm-hmm. He actually recently released a book, which is all behind the scenes photos that he's taken over the last <gasps> 15 years. We need to get this book. It, if I can get my hands on it, if I can figure out how to get it, because he, he, it was like finite copies and stuff like that. But it's like a massive coffee table book. It's like 400 pages long. It's beautiful. Um, and it's just all behind the scenes and production stuff. But Obviously, for something like Supernatural, he, you know, it's a bit confined in what he can do. Yeah. He's dressing for the story. and he's it's very dressing, masculine. Very masculine. And he's dressing for the story. He's dressing for horror, which is very kind of dark and like mm. all of that sort of stuff. And so where he was allowed to play was the motel rooms. So this was actually him exp- getting a little creative. So this isn't the first one. Two episodes ago, there was one that was like hunting themed. Yeah. So if you go back and watch it. And this isn't the last time, but yeah, it's in, it's not just like it's entirely intentional. It's entirely something that he did Focus. to have fun on this set and kind of come up with these he kind of crazy really ideas went and fun. yeah. And I, this is kind of that first little inkling that mm-hmm. they're starting to evolve into something, something, something else, and mm. something that is a little bit tongue in cheek and a little bit self aware and a little bit campy. Yep. And like just the fact that they 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 knew exactly what they were going for with this disco room, That's and they leaned into it in the terms of like they had disco music playing in the background, mm-hmm. and they had that reaction that Sam and Dina where they're like, huh, like they they're not just being like, oh yeah, they're in this crazy room and we're not going to talk about it. They're just you know, yeah, our, our design team got a bit bored today. Like they they leaned into it. And oh, man, it's room. just, I just appreciate it. And I liked it. It was a bit of fun. Oh, look, I enjoy what they were doing. And again, this is where, like you said, after all, mm-hmm. you, you, you're starting to see that, again, it's not just Sam and Dina, the characters, and that's it. And everyone mm-hmm. else just plays second fiddle. Every, everything. Yeah. Everyone and everything around them in the, in, their, in the supernatural universe becomes part of them. Yeah. Like, and these the people Impala. that are involved become part of it. Like yeah. Jerry Wenick being the production designer for 15 years on this show and, you know, designing stuff that we can't even talk about yet. No. Um, that I'm very excited to talk about. Oh, me too. They decide that they need to do some more investigation. Yep. Dean has obviously picked up on this kind of flirty behavior that's happened because between Sarah Dean and Sam. Is always here to fuck, that's why. He is, but there's more to it in this yeah, case and we'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk mm. about it. And he's like, I think you should ask Sarah out and get the provenances. So the provenances, in case you've, didn't pay attention in the show tells um the history of ownership we need to find them to see if we can figure out which is the item that is causing all of the shenanigans yep 
all these murders. Mm-hmm. Murders. And so Sam takes Dean Sam takes Dean out to dinner. He wishes. He wishes. Um, I mean, go to the internet and I'm sure you'll find yeah. many a story on that. You you can Google if that's yeah, what you're if interested that's what, in. If that's what you are, we don't kink shame. No, we no. Mm-mm. But Sam doesn't take Dean out to dinner. No, he does not. He takes Sarah out to dinner. Is this where you were like, wow, there's lots of white teeth in this scene? Yeah, also this is where I was like, whoa, someone's got six layers of lip gloss and mm-hmm. it's a lot. And yes, there's a lot of white teeth, but also mm-hmm. this is where I realized that I've so as we've discovered in the where cats jumped off on on, on trains, like mm-hmm. was on the I would do Dean, hopped mm-hmm. off because of the brandy situation mm-hmm. and also what he does for a living. Hopped mm-hmm. onto the, I'm back on the dance, my bro train. Mm-hmm. I then also hopped off the bro train of Sam because mm-hmm. when he cheekily smiles and it's zoomed in, I'm like, I literally like, whoa, young Sam smiling is doing something to me right yeah. now. And then I'm like, am I Johnny come lately to this party? It turns out, yes. I just went, there was a point where I think it was that smile. I was like, oh. Yeah. He's got a very <laughs> cute smile. He's got little dimples. Yeah, like... I think it was the cheeky, flirtatious, mm-hmm. but also a little bit sexy, sensual, sensual. And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, am I Johnny come lately? It turns out I'm very Johnny come lately to this party. Yes. What I really like about it, I was, when I was rewatching this episode, firstly, I really appreciate that Sarah is a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is yeah. a fully formed adult woman. She's educated. She's she, had some trauma. She's had some adventures. Yeah, she's, you know, she's 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 a woman. And I actually was thinking about it. It's kind of really interesting that we know more about her than we know about Jess. Yeah. Like we know, oh, we learn yeah. in this episode that her mother passed away and yeah. that she was really traumatized by this and found it really hard to get herself back out into the yeah. world but that she knew that her mum would want her to be happy and so mm-hmm. she's trying to get herself back out. We got like, a lot of information about her backstory up until this point. Yeah. Then we have it about Jess. Yeah, we and, you know, we sort of get – we really can understand why Sam might be attracted to her. Like yeah. she's very educated and she's very clever and she's, you know, obviously absolutely stunning, like absolutely a and 10 out of 10 smart. woman. And she has some street smart. Yeah, and like she's – Later on in the episode, also, we see she, she has a bottom moxie. Yeah, I just, I just really appreciated that she had agency and that she was yes. like, she was a woman. Yeah. Um, and I just, I kind of, I really appreciated that. So her and Sam obviously bond a ton, and they're getting along really well. And mm. we sort of cut to later that night, and Sam comes back, and he's got the provenances from her. Mm-hmm. I love that Dean is also sharpening his knife on a sharpening stone. Yes, and also just dishing out stats like that. That's just- yeah. That's just his every night, just like I'm sharpening my tools and my wares while throwing out some shade and sap. <laughs> exactly. So they're looking at the provenances and they discover that this painting obviously mm. um, is has been owned by each of the people yep. that has been marked in Dad's journal as having died. And mm-hmm. so obviously this painting is the problem. Is the content that is yeah. doing the thing. So they go to destroy the painting mm-hmm. um we get a kind of another like heist situation yeah, kind of like a um mission impossible style yeah i mean not that dramatic not, but not that dramatic i was gonna say o- more, more oceans 11 <laughs> yeah yeah it's actually yeah, true 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 yeah it's very um budget heist yeah so they break in they get the painting they burn the painting they're like we're doing the art world it. a favor i love how they just cut it it's, out of the it's so smart so they burn the painting and yeah. we sort of cut back to where it's, it's in stored the in the estate place. Um, the this storage, is where we're not wealthy yeah. enough to know no, any of these words. Know. And we see it reappear. So that tells us that things Which are I not love. done. Very cool, very creepy. Tells you that the story is not and it's over. It's sharp too. It's like yes. 30 seconds, you see it reappear, and you're like, oh, snap. 
So we then cut to the next morning and they're getting ready to leave. And Dean's like, oh, no, I lost my wallet. I must have dropped it yesterday. In Sam's like, you place. fucking idiot. You fucking moron. So they go, they go back. They're looking around. They obviously see Sarah and Dean reveals that he hadn't lost his wallet at all. And here's he, 20 bucks he owes you. And here's 20 bucks he owes Sam. And it was just all a ruse to get him to talk to Sarah That's again. Like the most uncomfortable ruse ever. Oh, God. I I kind of liked it. I I love... Like Dean was just like, well, I'm going to go do something else now. Goodbye. He was just not subtle about it, which I kind of appreciate. And so they have this conversation and Sam's like, oh, well, you know, Dean was saying we're sticking around, but like, we're not actually like we're heading off. And she's like, oh, that's a shame. Like all of this kind of tension in the air. And I will say they have much better chemistry than poor Cassie and Dean had back in Route 666. Um, oh, you definitely yeah. felt their chemistry and you felt that kind of attraction that they had. The de- it's definitely, yeah, they mm-hmm. maybe they learned though. Like They're having this conversation mm-hmm. and then Sam sees the painting and yells and my note just says, Sam, have some chill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has no chill. He doesn't handle this very well. He panics. in space because he's so shooketh. And she's very confused because he's like, wow, that painting's amazing. She's like, yeah, I don't really, I think it's kind of gross. Your, 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 your reaction is not what I would What's going on? He's like, what do you know about that painting? She's like, ah. He's angry very quickly. Like he goes from his... yelly, yelly, angry. It reminds me of like when you're old and someone turns the music up too loud and it scares you. Yes. That's... She means, she means cat. She yeah, means me, when. Look. When I, someone turns the music up too loud and scares Cat yeah, specifically. Cat is the old person. He just has a full on panic attack, which is really very funny to watch. Oh yeah. And And she's very confused, which she's, is the correct response. Yeah. Her reaction's very natural, which I really yeah. appreciate of her hey. being like, uh, what's happening right now? Did you have an aneurysm? Are you okay? Do you need your medication? Mm-hmm. And so obviously this isn't over. He goes talk to Dean. They go to do some more investigation yeah. of this family. And they go to, uh, I believe, like a library. But this person, uh, this fellow who was discussing mm-hmm. the family history, I don't believe was a librarian. He like might have been like a local historian maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So he, was give, he was bringing some like facts and figures. I'm yeah. like, huh? I would say maybe he's a local historian. My note just says this guy is me, morbid and excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he was very excited about, um, was it Ibrium? Uh, Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah Merchant um, was accused of killing his wife, two sons, and adopted sort daughter, and then killing himself. Yeah. So that's the, the story. Wife and wanted to take the kids and run. Yeah. Apparently, he was very like stern and very strict, um, which, which was I, pretty common in the I was times. Say, in the nineteen tens, I feel like it was on brand for men. I don't know. It wasn't there. No. And it was uh, so they were like, okay, well, maybe that's that's the like obviously that's who mm-hmm. is causing these murders. But before we go back, before the boys go to the historian, mm-hmm. Sam and his yelly, angry stage, i.e. me when someone turns the music up too loud, mm-hmm. unprovoked. Sam is very, very stern with Sarah and says, do not sell this painting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how if I can be like clear, do not. And she's like, okay. I want, and he's like, no, no, listen to what I'm saying. Do not sell painting. And she's but like, she also says, I wasn't going to sell it because I think it's kind of in bad taste. We sold this painting to the family we saw in the cold open. Thing, yep. Not that she said cold open, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, I sold and, this and, this is, and it's come back and, to us. And it's come back to us. She's like, I don't think it's in good taste to sell it. I'm going to retire it kind of for not, like, you yeah, like so she's going to put it in a, in a vault. She doesn't want to sell it but for, for other reasons. Yeah. And as they're finding out this information about Isaiah and what kind of what happened mm-hmm. um, and they're asking for like copies of of the painting to see if things had changed because mm-hmm. they noticed there were some things that were a little bit different, different. compared to what they had seen and what they had burnt uh, Sarah's talking to her dad and her dad reveals that he has actually sold, sold the painting anyway because he got a deal that was too good to with that it. kind of money who could say no sort of yep. thing which is kind of gross but yeah I mean you know ugh. 
So we <laughs> sorry. So we cut back and they're sort of looking at this painting that like the pictures of the painting, trying to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, my note just says, Dean, get your shoes off the bed because <laughs> he's like sitting on the yes. bed reading with his shoes on the bed. I'm like, dude. So they are talking about what to do and they're not sure and they can see sort of the, some of the things that are different, but they kind of need to look at the actual painting to yep. see if they can find more. And Dean is talking a little bit about Sarah and about there's some obvious tension there and you you obviously like and like Sam at first is oh my god dude like why do you care so much about me getting laid like can we just chill out and he's like okay let's have this real conversation I don't want to be disrespectful but this is clearly about Jess don't you think she would have wanted you to be happy Happy. which is what Sarah had said about what her what her thought process was with her mum and Mm -hmm. her mum passing away as well so you know a bit of like mirroring there in terms of that and Sam's like, yes, it is that, of course, but that's not all. And then he just is like, and I refuse to tell you the rest. And Dean's like, okay, well, anyway. And I kind of like Dean's intentions are good. Like he mm. wants Sam to be happy and he doesn't want yeah. him to kind of wait his whole life. And, and you know, Jess is gone and she wouldn't have wanted him to be miserable and like become a monk become a monk in her honor sort of thing unless that's what you he wanted to do that's what she that was their dying pack I don't know yeah like unless that's what he actually wants to do but it's kind of clear that that's not exactly the intention 22 oh right that's right that's like Dean's 26 yes yeah he's 22 that's a yeah you have children you have you have hormones at that age and he should not be uh, sewing it up, as one would say. Yes. He should be soiling some bits. Yeah. And so. And I mean, they're not a dirty way, but I mean, like, he should be. Not, I know. I, I was just going to just skate on by that one. He's like, nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> that is. That is we're, not, we're not taking that detour. No, we're not taking we that detour. We just don't have the time. We just don't have the time. But uh, he shouldn't be so. Like, he shouldn't go down the celibacy, celibacy path. Mm hmm. But. We don't that we know there's something else going on, but we don't know yet. Yes. Yeah, so Sam's like, I don't want to talk about this. Yep. And, and Dean just being on brand Dean, like, all right. Okay, yeah, just kind of being like, okay, let's we'll, we'll come back around to this later if you want to talk about it. Which again, yep. quite respectful of not being yeah. like, no, you have to tell me what your secrets are. Yeah. And he's like, Well, regardless of that, you still need to call her because we need to figure out what's going on. And, and we also probably should go see the painting. Yeah. And so she he calls Sarah and Sarah tells him that the painting's being sold. He obviously freaks out. They go to the house of Evelyn, who is uh, older, sort of a family friend who's decided to buy the painting. A rich and, old lady. And we've kind of already seen her get attacked in amongst all of this. Mm-hmm. And so they're there and Sarah comes in. She's like, no, I'm coming in. I'm also, coming with you. Can I just say, when mm-hmm. we are seeing her getting attacked, I mm-hmm. love that we see a um, straight razor mm-hmm. through the glasses. Yes. And the CGI is yes beautiful incredible like really creepy i think that that's this a lot of all of this sort of stuff kind of makes up for me of like the fact that it's this the start i thought fell a bit flat with Uh, where you just see him the head move like that's not i mean he does that again yes in this in this particular scene but then they added it with you just see her glasses are on a a coffee Mm -hmm. table or a a table and she was reading so she put Mm -hmm. them down and you just see like this ghostly very quickly yeah. on the glasses, the uh, the straight razor. You don't see a hand. You don't see anything. Mm-hmm. You just see the straight razor. And yeah. I liked that. I was like, because yeah. at first I thought it was smoke. And I'm like, oh, mm. no, no, no. That's a razor. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And I, I, I Subtle, really. But sometimes well, they really get it right. Sometimes mm-hmm. they don't. See, <laughs> CGI small. Yes. 
Uh, so they go in. Sarah comes in with them, and she's like, "Evelyn." She's like, "No, Evelyn's a family friend. Like, what the hell is going on? I and don't I, understand why people are dangerous." And like, yeah, this is so horrifying, ah. like genuinely horrifying. Like, she touches Evelyn, and Sam's like, "Don't!" And then her head tips back, and obviously her like a throat pest dispenser. Yeah, her throat has been slit, and it's really good VFX, oh, really scary. Like, I literally audibly like, "Oh!" That's what I did when I yeah. saw because I forgot. And then Joel's like, "My partner got said huh, like a pest dispenser." And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like that was my response. yeah and so sarah is obviously horrified and she also sees Seems. his painting move and she cuts we sort of cut to later and she comes to the motel room sam is wearing the ugliest shirt it's like brown and green and striped and it's a lot um 2000s have a lot to say yes and she is freaked out and she's like why did i slide to the cops to say that i was the only one there that i went alone to like what's going on and, you know, they do they do the spiel of, like, spooky things are real. We think this painting is haunted. My note just says, I feel like I've waited my whole life for someone to tell me I think it's haunted. <laughs> like, yeah, look, it's I feel like I'm always waiting for someone to be like, we think it's haunted. And that never happens to me. And she does take things slightly more in her stride than I think would happen in the real world. Yeah. Obviously, as we've talked about a couple of times, like, they kind of have to keep things clicking along. And so they don't have time for her yeah. to spend 20 minutes not believing things. But she is like, okay, well... I'm coming too. We sold this painting. I'm. How do we deal with this? Like, yeah. how do we how do we solve this problem? Yeah. I also wonder if it's because she really likes Sam and that. Yeah. Because you know, I saw on the Instagrams mm-hmm. you'll happily read a guy's like astrological like chart, but you won't read the red flags. Yeah. It's very much this where she's just like, oh, he. This is obviously a red flag in the normal world. Mm. But I, everything else is ticking boxes, so I'm just going to disregard this massive-ass big fucking flag of he just told me that it, like, goes surreal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to go and kill a painting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's very much that. Again, it works because they have to keep, as you say, clicking the story along. They mm-hmm. have two days for her to ponder and to stare at a lake and go, mm-hmm. is he insane? Do I call the cops? Yeah. And so they go back to Evelyn's house. They break in yeah. and they look at the painting. I love that she's like, oh, my God, we can't just break in. And Dean's just like, Really? At this point, at this point, like this is your problem. <laughs> this is your problem. Um, and they're looking at the painting, and there's a little, there's a fun, there's a fun little fact, which is at one point, Dean, you, it, they've blurred it, they've blurred the dialogue a little, so you can't really tell. But Dean actually, well, Jensen says Jared and not he, Sam. Okay, I thought <laughs> I heard that, and I just thought it was just me. Yeah, because you know how I often switch between the two. Yes, and I was like, did he just say Jared? Yeah, and Joel's like, no, he said he said Sam. I'm like. It didn't sound like Sam. No, he said he said Jared and they blurred the dialogue. Like that's an established thing. Cool, awesome, um, love, love that. Because I, I don't know why they didn't reshoot it. Maybe they didn't notice or whatever. But, yeah, they just like blurred it so it sounds like he could have said either. But, yeah. yeah, he says Jared. Fantastic. And so they, they're they looking at this painting and they realize. And really, printout. Well, they're looking at the actual painting because they broke in and they're yep. looking at the printout okay. as well. Yep. And they see that the, the actual painting that's in the painting Behind is them. behind them, behind this kind of family figure, is of a mausoleum. It's clearly their mausoleum. So they go to try and find this mausoleum, mm-hmm. and they're kind of checking out a bunch of different graveyards. And yep. Sarah's Bone like, yards, "Apparently, uh, yes." Bone and like, Sam is like, Sarah, Sarah. Sarah, "Sam's talking to Sarah," and Sarah's like, "So this is what you guys do for a living?" And she's, he's like, "Yeah, but we don't get paid pay for it." And she's just sort of like, huh. <laughs> "Okay, sucks for you." And yeah, she doesn't even she doesn't even say anything. She's like, "Huh." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, "I guess it's a response." Yeah. But I also love that Dean is just in front of them, so he kind of purposely, like, walks a bit faster. Yeah. Keep subtly just leaving them alone. Yeah. Because, like, as teenagers, you would do that with a friend oh, who yeah. was hanging with a guy, and you're just like, oh, we, you know, we know. We're going to, oh, look, 
look over there, look over there. And yeah. you just run over, you just leave them. Yeah, you and just like scurry off yeah, to, to you, give them time to. To, you know, kiff. Yeah, or to like, you know, have private conversations. Exactly. So they go to the mausole- mausoleum mm-hmm. and they're looking around and they realize the dad, Isaiah, who is who whom they think is the murderer, mm. um, he's not there. And so he must be buried or presumably is buried somewhere else. Yeah. And so they go and do, Dean goes in to do some research again mm. at some sort of county We're records. Going, going back to the mausoleum, because mm-hmm. that's where I like to live apparently. Um, I like that we know, because we both like Oogie Spooky. Yeah. Like going in, like when I watched this for the first time, I was like, oh, this is on brand. Yeah, it's 1910s. When children died, they always kept something mm-hmm. of like, and Sam describes because Sarah's a bit freaked. She's like, oh, yeah. this is so creepy. Yeah. Um, and Sam's like, not really. Like, this is how they, this is common for this era mm-hmm. where they would immortalize children with like a favorite item and a favorite thing. Yeah. And, and you see the urns. You see the urns. You see, mm-hmm. you assume adults in the wall, but you see the urns of the children. Yeah. And yeah, and then they realize counting, like, hang on, we're missing a body. Yeah. Cool, let's go find out where this body is. Yeah, and there's sort of Sam and Sarah waiting outside while Dean goes in and gets some death certificates. Get, gets some information to find out about mm. uh what's going on with Isaiah mm-hmm. in 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 incredibly harsh lighting. They're yes. they're sitting um lucky they're both flawless human beings. Yep, with not a pore on their face. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter and they have this very cute conversation and it's very all couple. very like sweet and a little bit romantic. Yeah. I and, love like, that Sarah just like you have to live your life. Like Yeah. You can protect me all you like, but mm-hmm. I can get hit by a bus tomorrow. So let's yeah. live life now because that's what my mum would have wanted. I'm like, girl. I'm yeah. Like, oh, love this. And I think because this is where we sort of find out what Sam's actual fear is, is that, you know, he's lost two of the very important women in his life. He lost his mum and he lost Jess. Yep. And, you know, both of them died, you know, in some way because of his adjacency to them. Yep. And he doesn't want that to happen to Sarah. Yeah. And he doesn't want that to happen to anybody. And she's kind of, and, and she, as she says, like, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Like, that could have nothing to do with you. That's like, how you, you can't, live your life. you can't live like that. And he's like, no, but this is like proper life and death stuff. Like, this is real stuff. And so I think it's really interesting that that's like, that's what Sam's actual fear is. It's not like not moving on from, from Jess and like yeah. becoming this kind of celibate monk who, mm. who saves him himself out of respect or whatever for, yeah. for, for or Jess. Guilt. But like because he's afraid to lose another person, which is pretty pretty real. I mean, it's not a not feeling. And Dean comes out and is like, not interrupting anything, am I? He's so goofy. He's, he's so goofy. He's having a good time. Oh, um, and so the reveal is is that Isaiah was built in, uh, buried in a pauper's grave because the family didn't want him with the with the children who they presumed he had murdered. Fair call. Dean goes to destroy the body. Yep. Sarah's there to help. She's like getting a, getting the full tour of what their days. Like really? Yeah, pretty much. Just like, like, like a work experience. Like, all yeah. work experience. Like, yeah. come along with this ride. This is what we do in a day. Day in the life of a hunter. Day in the life of a hunter. And so she gets to see them. They salt and burn the bones. And then they go back to the house because they're going to now destroy the painting. They assume that it'll stay destroyed now. And Dean's like, no. And Sarah's like, I'll come with you. And Dean's like, do you know what? I'm going to stay here. And then he starts playing romantic music. Um, <laughs> it's the just, most. It's the most, and I, I kind of love it. I love that he's just like, I'm going to be Im- so embarrassing, but she, but she's not embarrassed by it. No, it's he's embarrassed. Sam's embarrassed. Sarah's like, thinks it's yeah, funny. 
She's just like, okay, mate, I, I, I see you. I read you. I'm going to not disregard you, mm-hmm. but also I'm not going to play into this because I'm a confident woman. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, like, I love that she's a woman, you mm-hmm. know? I really she's appreciate not giggly. that. She's just like, I see what, she's, I see what you're doing. And mm-hmm. I feel like she's actually older than Sam. Not by much, but I feel like she's like 24, 25. Yes. Where she's self-aware enough that she's confident. And, and again, it's pushed by the fact that she's lost her mom and yeah. she's realized that life is too short just to, you know, be giggly. Be, mm-hmm. Like, she's very direct. She knows what she wants. She wants yeah. Sam. And Sam is being the coy girl. Yes. Not that he's being a girl, but he's being very coy and very like, no. And she's like, I'm not forcing you, but come on. Yeah. And, you know, early seasons of Supernatural, how they write women uh yeah it, look, it peaks and valleys peaks look, and valleys peaks and valleys all i can say uh is it brandy with a y or an i is yeah pretty much it's kind of gross and yeah, yeah so so but, but i do appreciate kind of that they've given this purse this this character a fair amount of nuance they uh, go into the house yes. to destroy the painting mm-hmm. dean's hanging outside because he wants them to have some alone time which adorable i love it and as they're in this house, um, it turns out, surprise, surprise, it was not Isaiah who was the murderer. A twist. It was the little girl. Yeah, the, the little, the, the creepy looking adopted little girl. Hence why he was looking at her in mm-hmm. the photos. Oh, exactly. Sorry, photos, the, the in, the, in the painting, he's in the looking at yes. her. So they get trapped in the house. Dean's obviously outside. He can't get in. He's banging on the front door. He's banging on the front door. They need to find something to protect themselves, mm. get some salt, get some iron. They don't have salt in the house because they're low-sodium freaks, apparently. Yeah, I'm like, who the fuck doesn't have salt in the house? Low-sodium freaks, apparently. So they're obviously trying to fight this little girl off. Everyone loves an omen child. <gasps> um, do you want to talk about why you don't want children? Thank you, we're here. Uh, Thank is... goodness we can finally talk about why Kat doesn't want children. <laughs> I mean, reason number 605. Because <laughs> I always feel like I would give birth to a demon child. Right. And I don't know why I feel like that because it's not like I'd let the devil inside of me. But also, I have a fear that I'd give birth to a child that would have very dark hair and would just creepily stare at me. <laughs> and then I, you know, and then I'm dead. Like, yeah. that's this child is giving me every. I'm like, she's a very pretty child. Yes. Minusing the ghost looking thing. She's a very yeah. pretty child, but she's definitely giving me a lot of the. Omen, there's a, I think there's another movie. I think it's like a Orphan. I think yeah. it's called yes. Orphan. Yep, 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 yep. Orphan. Um, great movie. Couldn't remember. I was like, adopted? I'm like, no, Orphan. It's given me a lot of ooky spooky. Also, if she just wet her hair through the hair of her face, she's mm-hmm. the ring child. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of ugh, grudge. There's a lot of just, she's giving a lot. Also, I did love the fact that she had a blue sash around her. I, like, I did like her outfit. Yes, very cute. Very cute. Which, again, plays into the whole murder thing. So they are in the house. They are under attack by this creepy girl. They manage to find some iron from the, like, um, like poker for the fire. Yep, yep. And they're kind of fighting her off. And uh, when they're fighting her off, she's like, whisper, like, Woof. Yes. Woof. Like, flashing in and out of, like, ghost devil form. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, yes. And Sarah sort of is, they're like, well, what's keeping her here? Like, she's already been cremated. And Sarah's like, well, the well, the doll, like dolls at that time were often made in their in their actual image, including their hair. Yeah, including some, yeah. And I really appreciate, again, that she's 
got some she's got some use if that makes yeah, sense like she's, she's got some knowledge like some common unknown knowledge of yeah she's contributing artifacts. to to the story like she's and not, not just, just screaming and not yeah she's not just a damsel in distress so i really appreciated that i also that. love that sam got, like brushes her aside yeah <laughs> it's the doll and he's just like that's great that, that's great sarah this is not like the time for, for like facts about dolls i'm like you shady bitch very sass i love sassy sam oh yeah i was like you shady bitch you sassy sam is great but you're like no with the hair yeah and then he's just like oh continue and so dean goes back to the mausoleum to try and destroy the doll they're fighting the um the little girl off yep and he's in the mausoleum he's like trying to use his gun to like um smash the perspex smash it look yeah it looks it looks like it's per, it, like perspex it doesn't look like it it's should glass. be glass it should be glass for the time period yes like these days it would be perspex but at the time it would have been glass but i and <laughs> this and he sort of he, it's not working so he goes to find something else and he realizes he has a gun yeah and so he shoots it out and for me this is such a reference but like it reminds me a lot of jumanji I don't know if you remember whether the two kids are like trying to get an axe out of the woodshed. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. With like, Peter. With Peter. Peter with Peter, and he's using the axe. He's using the axe to try and get like he's trying to get it to to get in to get the axe, and he picks up the axe, and then he's going to he's trying to hack, and then he like looks down, looks at the camera, and then runs back inside. And it reminded me of that where he's yeah. like, I have a gun. So he shoots it out. He grabs it and he burns the doll, mm-hmm. which. Um, the doll hair first. And I'm just like, which is what we need to do. Yeah. But also the smell. I, I thought that as well. I'm like, that would have smelled absolutely oh. disgusting. But also when he shoots the glass, mm-hmm. my brain just went to like, uh, like Bugs Bunny cartoon where they shoot something and then it just bounces yep. off. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. My brain just went there. I don't know why it just did. It obviously didn't happen. No. Physics. So that destroys it. Sam and Sarah survive. Um, the next day they're back in the estate place mm-hmm. and they're packing the painting up and they're like, where to? We? Like, where are we taking it? And she's like, yeah, the back to burn it. And she, they're like, what? He's like, nope, yeah, not kidding. Like- and um, they're obviously saying goodbye. Dean makes a discreet exit once again. Though he's like, oh, I just burned the doll. Don't worry about me. Just saved your life. Like, don't thank me, which yeah, I think I is like very. It. He's so sassy about it. I'm like, yeah. mate, you've done bare minimum. Like, yeah, you've done the thing. Mm-hmm. But you have wanted her to hook up with your brother. And now you're getting pissy that she's yeah. not going to give you a kiss. I'm well, I think he just wanted her to thank him. Yeah, like I don't think he was like angling for some. Oh, yeah. True. Snog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I think he just was like, don't even thank me, which is, you know, I'm just st- standard Dean, like very mm-hmm. moxie. You know, she's like, well, do you think you'll come back? And he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, you know, I'm not, well, not like that. Like, it's yeah, very, like, very heartfelt. Like, and he gives, like, he's like, no, like, mm-hmm. we've done our job. Unless you want to get some ooky spooky hanging up around here. Yeah. Uh, I do also like the complete lack of the plot hole being filled of like this little girl is just evil and she killed like mm. the psychology of that is mm. suspect. <laughs> yeah, I like how. Like they're like, no, she was just an evil child. And uh, I, I think even Dean, even in it, Dean's just like, well, I don't really care because the, the ghost is gone now. And I'm like, cool. We'll cool. just n- never resolve that. <laughs> yeah, we'll go back into like a couple episodes ago where um, D- oh, I, can't remember the ep- I can't remember the episode and you'll probably read me for it and that's fine. But it's an episode where we go back and um, it's a doctor 
and the the wife's had an affair with the doctor. I think it's a similar. Mm-hmm. It's the mirror. It's the mirror episode. Where yeah, but it's Bloody Mary. So the Bloody Mary episode where we got unnecessary exposition yeah. about about who about probably this doctor and about murdered like how this woman. She had an affair, and yeah, we got we got way more detail about these characters we never met. Yeah, yet we've met the protagonist in this episode. Yeah, yet. We don't know. We know nothing about her. We know that she was adopted. So the implication is that she was, may have murdered, may have been a horrible child, may have been at an orphanage. We don't know. She was adopted. So you make this. Well, she was adopted because her parents were found dead in their bed. So you make the assumption that she murdered her parents and then murdered her other family, and she was just an evil child. She was just an evil being. That's the implication, which is psychologically psychologically unlikely. Unlikely, unless, you know, she was dropped on her head, potentially, because that's a common thread for serial killers. Mm-hmm. Not that that turns you into a serial killer, but what happened for her to then kill her parents? Yeah. Like, what's her There's origin just, story? Exactly. There's just, they just don't bother to plot. Plot it? To fill that plot hole. But I did kind of appreciate Dean just being like, I don't care. I don't care. Which is my Which plot. is the, the writer being like. I don't care. Yeah. I got to write a ooky spooky omen child, yeah. and I'm not going to give you any more information. I'm going to let your, I'm going to let you, the viewer, mind wonder. Yeah, fill in the gaps. Yeah, and so they leave. Mm-hmm. Sarah's sort of forlornly leaning against the door. Yeah, not even a kiss. And then Sam comes back, and they have a have a snog. And I'm going to ask the question that I asked asked with uh, Route Six Six Six, one of the little games that I play in my head. Do we think they're good kisses in real life? Yes. Mm. This looked like a good kiss. Look, when he walked away, I was about to like go up and get myself a drink, and then I realized that they were like camera was slowly getting close to the mm-hmm. like to Sarah's face, and I was like, "That's a weird close." Oh, hey, um, it was not awkward. It was. I feel like there may have been some offset chemistry, if you know what I'm saying. Sure. You mean off-camera chemistry? Yeah, that one. Yeah. like Because they were, if there were sparks and they were visual, yeah. we'd be seeing a show. I think, yeah. I think they're very good kisses. In real life. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think like like we said this episode of 666, or Route 666, Dean and the other actress are probably good kisses. Yeah, but, but not just kisses, not kissing each other. <laughs> but just not them together. Yeah. Whereas, I don't know, I think it's the... When they smile, it was it was all very genuine. It wasn't forced. Yeah. It wasn't disingenuous. There was a lot of there was undertones and overtones, and there was mm-hmm. a lot of things. It, it worked. Yeah, it was a good kiss. It was and a good I, kiss. I will say, and Dean's kind of like looking on and smiling. But I feel Jensen's good enough of an actor to make this not weird. Yeah, it, like because he's not smiling a in his scenario. Yeah, it's not him being like, oh yeah. He's yeah. like. He's not rubbing a nipple or anything. No, 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 no. No, it's like because it, the 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 I think the thing that tips it for a for that it's not creepy is that his smile goes all the way to his eyes. Like he's smiling, he's he's smiling with his eyes as mm-hmm. well as with the rest of his face. Like yeah, and it's a very genuine smile of like, good. I'm glad that you're trying to get past the, the yeah. stuff that's you're holding growing, you back. And I'm proud yeah. of you, young bro. Instead of being like, oh yeah. yeah. There's also a little bit of the little oh yeah, like mm-hmm. get some yeah. There's, there's a, there's but it's it's temp. It would be creepy, potentially in another actor. Oh, but I yeah. think Jensen takes it to past that into being like, yeah, yeah I'm so happy that it's you're like turning a caramel, but he's pushing it just a little bit darker. Yeah, and it's okay. Yeah, and not burnt. Yeah, that's exactly. It. And and that's the end of the episode. And just to continue a trend that I think I've started in terms of spoilers, where I try not to spoil things mm-hmm. unless they are irrelevant to the plot going forward. 
sadly, this is the end of the romance of Sarah and Sam. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Mm. If you want to hear from us on the social medias, you can yep. follow us on Instagram at We Will Talk About It Pod. Yes. On Twitter at We Will Talk Pod. You can email us at We Will Talk About It Pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, show notes for the podcast are on We Will Talk About It dot com. Uh, if you can, if you want to, if you're able to, please uh, leave us a five star review. Um, the actual rating is more important than the actual words. So if you just want to leave us a rating, mm-hmm. apparently Apple cares more about that than yeah. the actual words that you On use. Word. But if you want to leave us a nice review, you're more than welcome mm. to. I just understand that time is essence. of the essence for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Tell a friend. Tell, tell a friend. Tell a family. Tell a family person. Yeah, I mean, a family person. tell a family person. A person <laughs> of your family. Yeah, we're, we're starting to head a little bit towards the end of the year. We're starting to get into the situations where you might with your family, family and might want to talk yeah. about what podcast you're listening to. You know, tell a work colleague. Yeah, exactly. But in the meantime, mm. stay safe and don't buy creepy paintings. Definitely. Bye, guys. Bye.